Well, this morning we, like we've said a couple of times, we kick off Advent. Um, we kick off the season of Advent, and I got the honor of planning this this year's um, Advent series. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> um, I'm super excited for just what God's gonna do in us and. Um, how we're going to learn from one another, continue to learn from one another. So after service, just like we've been doing, we're just going to have one group and Matt's going to lead us through some questions and we'll come over there if that's what you want to do at the end of service. Um, but we will continue to have those breakout groups throughout the next couple of weeks. So this series is going to be focused on John three sixteen and 17. I'm pretty sure we've all heard at least for sure John 3:16. I'm almost positive it's like the first verse that you memorize when you go to church. It's like the quintessential like okay, once you've memorized this verse, you've passed the first test. At least that's almost what it felt like growing up. Like, right? Like memorizing John 3:16, it's ingrained in us. Um and so we are going to do our, our series on those two verses. And we're going to look at it from a different perspective. I want to preface by saying I am in no way belittling what, hap- what Christ did on the cross at all. That was a beautiful sacrifice. But during this Advent season, as I've studied this verse, it's become more and more clear to me that the gift of Jesus was like the gift from God. Jesus was given to us by God. The reason he came was so that he could die on the cross. That was the reason. But the gift itself was Jesus. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. We don't celebrate Jesus coming at the age of 30. We celebrate Jesus coming as a baby. And so that's the beauty of John 3, 16, and 17. And so this week, we're going to look at the gift of God. What kind of gift was it to us? And what does that mean for us? So I'm going to read John 3, 16, and 17, just to refresh all of our memories. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So today we're going to focus on the fact that he gave his only son. And, and for me personally, because I'm a parent, like that hits a little bit like different now. Like you could understand a little bit of the magnitude of it growing up. But now, for me personally, I see it even more. I can't imagine the love that came behind God giving us Jesus. Because he knew he was sending Jesus into an imperfect world filled of imperfect people. He knew he was sending Jesus into a world that was going to beat him, condemn, like, turn their backs on him. Like, he was sending his perfect son into a really dangerous place. And I don't know about you other parents, but like the last thing I want is for my kids to be in danger. Like I would put them in a bubble forever. 
we talked um, a while back, Joshua, we were all at a dinner, and, and Joshua made a joke about how he was going to give, Nora wants to be a princess, and he said, I'm going to give her the real experience, and I'm going to put her in a tower until she's 30. And I'm like, I'm going to do that with my kids, too. Like, we're just going to build towers everywhere and put them up there, right? And then they're fine. They're safe. And so that, like, desire to protect. But you see, the gift of Jesus, the gift that God gave us was an act of love. And we're going to dive way into that next week. But we have to address that the first thing is this gift was an act of love. His love, God's love for us extends the desire to keep his son away from the evil of the world. See, God desired to make right what was broken. And so he gave us Jesus. The other thing is, is like, have you guys ever, so it's Christmas, right? And we're getting ready to buy gifts. And so there's love that comes in behind buying gifts, but there's also like thoughtfulness. Like, if you walk in to, let's say I'm going to go buy my mom a gift, and I walk into Target, and I just, like, close my eyes and just throw things in a cart, and I wrap it up, and I say, here, Mom, here's your gift. And she unwraps it, and she's like, I didn't need men's underwear, but thank you. <laughs> or, I, I appreciate the socks, but they're for two-year-olds. Yeah. Right? Like... That kind of would make you feel like, did you even think about me? Did you even think about who I am as a person? But instead, if I walk in and I grab things off the shelf that are like what my mom likes, like a blanket or a pillow or even um, some socks that would fit her or, (laughs) or baby pouches because my kids go through them like, They're candy, you know, like things that she can use, things that might, when I walk in, I'm like, that makes me think of my mom. I'm going to buy her that. So like, that's what God does when he sends Jesus. He looked and he said, what, what do the people that I love so much need? They need a savior. Who can I send? My perfect son. Who's not just going to save them, but walk among them who's going to cry with them, who's going to walk in the trenches with them, who's going to experience every single thing that they experience. And even in the hardest moments, even in moments of betrayal, he's going to save them. See, that gift, that gift is thoughtful. There was thought that went into God giving his son. So now when you read that, for God to love the world that he gave his only son, all of a sudden, that hits different. Because God didn't just give his son for the world, but he gave his son for you, and he put thought behind it. He put thought behind what you needed. And it's not like physical things here on earth, but it's eternal. And it's a gift that comes with hope. It's a gift that brings us hope. Knowing that God put in thought to give us and bring us what we need, that gives us hope. This holiday season is rough for some of us. Holidays aren't, don't always hold the best memories. And sometimes there's pain. And sometimes we're in the midst of the pain right now. Maybe there's upheaval that's happened in our family. Maybe we're not in our home. 
Maybe there's different things that are happening, chaos around us that make this holiday season not enjoyable, but almost to a point where we dread it, where we just kind of want to hide. But when we think of the fact that God gave his son that we celebrate on Christmas, that is the hope that we need, knowing that Jesus came for us. And he's going to come again. But the fact is, is that like he's still here. He, he's alive in this church. The Holy Spirit resides. There's hope to hold on to. It's the hope in restoration of our relationship with God. Like I said, like the gift of Jesus was like, come, Jesus coming as a baby was the gift. The reason was, rest, was our relationship to be restored. And that reason gives us hope. And this gift, this gift is just given to us. You guys ever gotten a gift just randomly and felt the compulsive need to like go find a gift to give back? 100%. I'm totally that person. Like if you just randomly give me a gift, I'm going to be like stressing that I don't have a gift also. Like... Here goes my, like, hives anxiety going all the way up my body, and I'm running to the first store to, like, find something that makes me think of you. And I don't know about you, but the moment I have to put thought into getting someone a gift, my brain goes completely blank, and I have no idea what to get them. Like, I'm like, I know so much. Like, every time someone's like, what would Jacob want for something? And I'm like, I have no clue. I've known him for six and a half years. You would think I could think of a gift. But on a random Tuesday night, I would be able to tell you. But you ask me point blank right now, no clue. I don't know him at all. And so this need to like go and give back. You see, when God gave Jesus as a baby, this thoughtful, perfect gift, there was no expectation for us to give him anything back. It's a gift that's given to us freely. It's a gift that has no strings attached. Like, the only thing we have to do is receive it. Is say, yes, I'll take that gift. And I'll I'll live in the hope that comes with that gift. And I'll live in the comfort that comes with that gift. And I'll live in the fact that if you're giving me this, God, if you're giving me Jesus, if you're bringing Jesus, you're bringing him to earth as a baby... I have to be worth it. We have to be worth it. So I went and saw the Eternals this past week. For those of you who don't know, and I'm probably going to butcher this, so um, if anyone wants to correct me, that would be great. But the Eternals are part of the Marvel Universe. And um, for those of you who haven't been at One Church long, the youth group has, like, we go to see the pretty much every, we've gone to see most of the Marvel movies that came out. Now, prior to becoming the youth pastor five years ago, I had not seen a Marvel movie. Like, I don't think I even really knew what they were. So I'm constantly getting things messed up. So I'm just prefacing with, if anyone has to correct me, that's why. <laughs> so the Eternals, they're part of the Marvel Universe, they were sent to protect humans from these, what are the, the thank you, the deviants, this is just a pop quiz, the deviants who 
were, are like these really weird looking creatures. And so that was like what they thought their purpose was. And I'm not going to go any further because if anyone hasn't seen it and wants to go see it, I don't want to ruin it for you. But there's this moment in the movie that they're not, they're not supposed to interfere with anything that humans do. So they're only supposed to be protecting humans from the deviants. They're not supposed to protect humans from killing each other, from hurting each other, from despair, hurt, any of those things. They're not supposed to interfere with the progression of humanity. And so there's this moment in the movie where one of the characters, he's looking at, right, this is uh, right after the atomic bomb goes off. This is the like moment of history that he's in. And he's looking around at all of the destruction. And he says, they aren't worthy to be saved. These humans aren't worth us saving. And like that hit. When he said that, I was like, you're right. We aren't worthy of being saved. We don't take good care of each other all the time. We hurt one another. We put ourselves before everybody else. Sometimes even when we go to give a gift, the gift is more for us than it is for the other person. Or it's more for recognition of what we've done than it is to actually just give the gift. <laughs> but the beauty of it, of this, that we're reminded in John 3.16 is that God said, you might not be worth saving in your mind, but I think you're worth saving. See, the beauty of God's gift of Jesus is he marked us worthy. He said, not only do I love you, not only do I love you enough to put thought into what you need, but you are worthy of this gift, so stop trying to give it back. Or stop trying to constantly strive to a place where you feel like you've earned it. You know, you've reached this level, you've, you've climbed the mountain, and now all of a sudden you're good enough to say yes to Jesus. No. This gift of Jesus, this gift that we celebrate on Christmas, of Jesus coming as a baby, that gift was from the very beginning. Jesus is for us to show us that we are worthy. So what does this mean for us? Honestly, when I thought, like, okay, God, like, that's great. Like, the thought, like, all of those things, like, the gift is true. All of these things about the gift of Jesus. It marks that we are loved. There's thought that comes with it. Like, Jesus, God loves us so much that he put thought behind what we would need. That, that, that then gives us hope, and it was given to us freely and marks us worthy so what does that mean for us? And two things came. Was that we're loved and that we're worth it. We're worthy of the gift of Jesus. 
So during this Advent season, I hope that we wait with anticipation to celebrate this gift. That when we celebrate Jesus, like Christmas, and it can become like kind of bogged down by everything that's going on around us, right? The hustle and bustle, family, gifts, none of that stuff is bad. But when we're sitting maybe in our car or we have a moment in our home and we have a moment to pause and be like, whew, breathe, my prayer is that, that in that moment, we are filled with that anticipation of celebrating the gift that God gave us in Jesus coming as a baby. The gift that marks us loved and marks us worthy. But see, the beauty of this is this gift isn't just for the people sitting in this room. We kind of do that sometimes. We hold the birth of Jesus to be ours. But it's clear in John 3.16 that it's for the world. So let's give that gift. Let's give that gift of hope to someone. Let's give that thoughtful gift to saying, I got a better gift than you could ever imagine. Let's make someone feel like they're worth seeing. That they're worth being a part of this family. During this Advent season, I really pray that we're able to not just go through the motions, but to, to genuinely like live with excitement in knowing what we get to celebrate on Christmas morning. When we wake up Christmas morning, it's not just about the presents under the tree, but it's the celebration of the gift of God. Like, what better present could we ask for? And let's give that gift away to anyone that we can, because the world is hurting. So let's give the gift of love this season. You pray with me? Father, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for the gifts that you gave us. The gift that is so perfect for each one of us. God, the gift that is not just for us, but for the world. God, I pray that as we go through this week, as we go through this season, that we would take moments to pause and breathe and, and take in that anticipation of celebrating and thanking you for the gift that you gave us in Jesus. So that we could live in harmony with you and have a right relationship with you. God, thank you for sending your son into this broken world. Thank you for marking us worthy to be saved. God, we love you so much. We ask that you continue to provide. Thank you for the testimonies. 
Thank you for showing us how you provide for us. You are thinking of us. You love us. In your name we pray. Amen. Now we're going to go into our breakout time, which you can meet Matt over there. If you are like, hey, I just want to chat with some people and then I need to go, you're welcome to do that as well. Zoom, if you, hang, if you want to hang out, I will, will, you guys can join the group over there. Um, but may you be blessed this week, One Church. May you walk in the knowledge that you are loved and that God is thinking of you. Be blessed next week.